Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. This is Maggie. Maggie spoke to me in late January and just before I came on air, when I knew I was going to talk to you, I, I just gave her a quick call to see how things were. Now, she's over 80 years of age and she has issues that she means that she needs to be on the floor level. Have a wee listen to this, Adol, and then I'll come back to you in yeah. just a second. Yeah. Well, nothing really has happened. I've been offered nothing. I've been working with the council. Like... At this point, I'm beginning to freak out, Alan, to be honest. Right. But I think a lot of the problem is that landlords are not treated like a business. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by this that? that? They are giving a service. I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of problems around that. Okay, and what would you like to see happen to landlords then to make it more attractive for them to 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 lease out or to rent out premises? What I'd like to see for them is that they're actually treated as a business. Mm. They are giving a service, so they should get the same breaks that every other business gets. Now, can we just look at your situation and for the benefit of people who, who didn't hear you the first time you spoke to me, just give us a little a snapshot of what you've been going through because it's nearly a year since you got wind that your landlord was moving out of the market. So just update us. Give us a little sort of a refresher on what had been happening to you or what had happened to you, Maggie, please. I've been looking absolutely everywhere. Now, I am on a walker because my balance is pretty bad. So it has to be on the ground floor or an elevator, you know, an apartment block, or a single-storey living house. I have been working with the county council as well, actually. So they're trying to assist you, they're trying to help you, and I did notify them after I spoke to you. So, uh, look, we have been... And I'll go back to them again for an update, but... As it stands at the moment, you, you got wind that you're going to lose your where you're living um, a, about a year ago and you started looking for an alternative premises to suit your needs and you can't find one in North Wexford at the moment. Is that it? Absolutely. So what what's likely to happen to you next then, Maggie? The county council have said I'd go into bed and breakfast, which I am absolutely not going to do. Right. Um, so what's going to happen... Having a clue, Alan. Right, and you, you worked all your life. You, you, you uh, as you say, you paid your taxes and you find yourself in this very uh, awkward position. And even though you have family, they're not in a position to help you because they don't have accommodation themselves. Exactly. So now what's the position as regards the length of time you've left where you are? Are you are you availing of the ex- the current extension of the ban? Like, we're going to hear from Adon O'Reardon in, se- in a second. Uh, do you need this, this, this ban to be extended further? I don't know if the landlord will be up for that. Because, let's face it, they want to sell, hmm. which they're entitled to do, yeah. and they're stuck with me. Now, I think they've been very good because they could have got rid of me Oh, way before this. And when are you now due to leave the house, Maggie? It's somewhere around the 13th of March. That's that's when you have to go? Yes. And right now you have nowhere to go? No. That was Maggie speaking to me earlier. I mentioned Aidan O'Reardon, who I've just been speaking to prior to just playing that piece of uh, audio from Maggie. Aidan, listening to that, is, is that typical of what you're dealing with on a daily basis? Oh, well, absolutely. So it's the entire insecurity around the whole thing. And it's very hard to live your life when you're 
when your home is is so insecure around you that you don't know if you're going to be there in a few months' time. If you if you're an elderly person like Maggie is, if you're a younger person perhaps with with, with kids, um, right through our history, it's been the insecurity of the tenure of the tenant, which has been has always been at the heart of. Uh, of these issues and we find it deeply frustrating because you know we're constantly told by government that we're not coming up with any answers but last year we we for months were were pleading with government and they went way beyond having you know point scoring competitions with government we were pleading with them to introduce an eviction ban and they resisted it for a long time saying it might be unconstitutional of course that didn't make no sense to us because in government we introduced a eviction ban in 2015 so it was possible uh, now it has been introduced, and what's happening now is that so many families are are concerned about the cliff edge uh, arriving and you know potentially being evicted uh, when the eviction ban ends. And we had a Labour Party motion last Thursday night, um, which was voted on last Wednesday. Sorry, Thursday last week was voted on Wednesday this week. Uh, within in our motion was an extension of the eviction ban to the end of the year. Now, it was voted down by government, but I do feel that the government are, are most likely going to move in this space and make an announcement soon. But in the absence of that announcement, people like Maggie and people, you know, right across the country are are concerned. Now, what landlords will say is, you know, this is my property. I want to be able to sell it uh, or move out of, of landlordism, you know, uh, if I want to. But I think what Maggie needs is not to be dependent on a private landlord, to be a, ten- to be a tenant of the council. And we, what we are proposing is a ramping up of the, of the tenant in situ scheme, where effectively a landlord can sell their property to the council right. and the tenants remain in the property. And what's been the response and, uh, to that, uh, Aidan? Well, uh, the government are, are in agreement. Um, but the numbers, but they say it's down to the local authority, and they're giving money to the local authority. So there's no political disagreement as, as to as to whether this can this is a good idea or not. It's 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 making sure that the individual local authorities mm. take it seriously enough to invest in it, and some local authorities take it very very seriously, uh, you know. But but others don't. So what I think we need to do now is get get rid of this idea that. You know, um, we ha- we have to listen first and foremost to what landlords are saying. I mean, there was a presentation from the Irish Proper- uh, Pro- uh, Property Ma- um, uh, Property Owners Association on on RTE during the week, and the presentation by the spokesperson was quite appalling, uh, questioning the homelessness figures, suggesting it was uh, being done uh, for for homeless agencies to get uh, to get more publicity for themselves. Um, basically saying that private property rights are more important than the social good. I mean, we can't live in a society like that. We have 11,000 people in homelessness. We have 3,500 children living in homelessness. And how can you start off your life like that? How can you start off your life with that level of insecurity around you that you don't have a home? So those rights of those children and those families are more important than landlords' rights. And that's where the Labour Party stands. And, you know, that may be uncomfortable for some people to, to hear, but that is the way we feel about it. And we can work with landlords to ensure that if, for example, in Maggie's situation, if the landlord wants to sell, well, the landlord can sell to the council. Sell to the council at the, at the, at the market rate. The council gets the property, and the council keep Maggie in as a tenant. And Maggie has, doesn't have to worry about what happens to her uh, year in, year out, or month in, month out. They are the solutions. But unfortunately, when we put forward the motion there last Thursday, it was voted down uh, this week, and we don't have, in the intervening period, any sense 
from government that they can actually end this insecurity for, 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 for families and for young people and for older people. Are we as a country failing people like Maggie? I put this question uh, out to the listeners after I, I interviewed her the last time in January. For example, here's somebody in her 80s who worked all her life. She was a fashion designer and um, doesn't want to be a burden on her family. Her family aren't in a position to help her because they don't have room or accommodation for her. So she finds herself, and she stated it quite clearly, even though the council are offering her bed and breakfast, she doesn't want to take bed and breakfast. But in the latter stage of your life, are people like Maggie being failed and failed miserably? Well, I think, like, we, 20 years ago, this goes back to decisions made 20 years ago when the state stopped building, you know, social housing, council housing. And we all have a responsibility maybe to look into our, to our own hearts and ask, you know, how in our own communities how have we been welcoming to council housing? Or how much have we promoted the idea of council housing or, or local authority housing over the years? Um, because what, it, what local authority housing does, it gives people security over many years. But what it's turned into has been a sense of emergency housing and that it's for emergency situations, and that there's, that there's problems attached to it. You know, and any amount of families, including my own, uh, my own family come from, from council, council housing stock, you know, this is a, 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 an ins- a, a secure um, yeah, living arrangement, that you're not dependent on the whims of somebody who owns your property. And this is something I think we're going to have to get our heads around uh, and, and to be an awful lot more generous around uh, into the future. Because having housing stock, which is dependent on the whims of the private sector, is not something that's going to be you know useful for anybody. Because the, you know the, the market does not have a conscience. The market wants to make money. Right. And it, what happens at the at the, rush, at the rough end of that is people like Maggie who find themselves in, at the last stages of her life with nowhere to live. Mary says, with houses so scarce, why does the council take so long to give out vacant houses? Now I can go back. Mary gives me an example of two premises she believes are lying vacant in Bonclody, uh, and she thinks it's scandalous. Well, I'll have to go back to the council, Mary, just to clarify if there are houses in the uh, Bonclody area. But is that something that you have looked at closely, on vacant houses yeah. and the, the, uh, the, 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 the delay? Issue, yeah. yeah, How big an issue is it? It's a big, it's a big issue, but then, of course, sometimes you're balancing, you know, the... Um, the cost of repairing the, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the council wants to give out a good tenancy. They want to have a council that meets all their standards, meets the, the regulations, meets the, you know, the, uh, the emissions to, um, regulations, etc. So we don't want to have a scenario where uh, there's a turnaround time in, 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 in voids, but the standard for housing for you towns isn't, isn't up to scratch. So we've a lot of things we have to balance here, but yeah. certainly... I think local authorities who, were, who have been stripped of their housing responsibilities for many years now need to get back into into the game and, and back and providing solutions. The sentence situ scheme, as, as, as I described, I think your listeners will be interested in it. You know, you have somebody who's renting away, the landlord wants to sell, and the local authority says, you know something, you don't have to sell this at the open market. Send it to us, we'll buy it and the tenants stay where they are. Okay. That is a win-win yeah. for everybody. Yeah, I'll throw it out to your listeners. What do you think of that proposal made by Aidan O'Reardon? Let us know your thoughts on that proposal. Just before we conclude, Aidan, they are meeting, the government are meeting, we'll hear from Minister of State James Brown in a little while, um, the new cost of living measures, but part of an article by Senator Maloney in The Independent today says the legal ability to extend the eviction ban is causing cabinet concern as the coalition leaders grapple with the cost of living measures. So, right. you, you say you were voted you know, down... Yeah. Uh, well, I've, I've, that's that's a very uh, you know well timed leak from somebody. But I mean, you know, and there's legal issues around these things. When go- well, <laughs> what I've learned from my time in government is that if government really wants to do something, government can do it. Uh, we were told that there was legal concerns around the eviction ban. 
uh, last year. Uh, they introduced it, and you know nothing came of it in terms of a, of a legal challenge. So I wouldn't really listen to that. Um, if you are facing eviction, it's it's the only thing you can think about. And I think uh, governments have to realise that bring in the eviction ban, ramp up the tenants and situ scheme, and then hopefully by this time next year we'll have turned the corner. And a quick comment on the uh, cost of living measures. What would you like to see in them? It's four days, I think, before they'll be finally yeah, well, look, What needs to be extended immediately? Yeah, Ivana Bastrick, um, our party leader, managed to get out of the uh, Taoiseach there on Wednesday. That's the announcement we made uh, on, on Tuesday. I've been talking to George Lauder uh, about this, a representative in, in Wexford there, who's talking about what families are, are, are coming to him with, bills that he can't pay. Uh, issues around school, issues around uh, around transport. Uh, basically, you know, every time a letter comes in the door, uh, a cold streak of fear going down the, uh, their spines. So that's what I'm, I'm hearing from from George and Wexford. I know it's the same in my part of the world. The, the, we said in September that the, the budget wouldn't go far enough. It's been proven to be correct. Unfortunately, they have to return uh, to us on Tuesday with outlining a number of measures. Obviously, we want to have issues around child benefits sorted out. We need to have, um, you know, universal measures, but targeted measures from those families most in need. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.